Hello? Hello, hey, Mary. Hey, how's it going? I'm good, how about you? Uh, I'm okay, yeah, I, um, I slept in. We're recording this on a Monday, um, and uh, I, I was all set with, like, can get up early and fish the week, and um, yeah, I didn't do that. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. What about you? Your what's your schedule like? Do you do you get up early? Uh, I try, mm-hmm. but I, I don't really. <laughs> <laughs> you end up staying up later at night trying to work. You know. Yeah, yeah. That's my problem too. I'm trying to get on a thing where like I just stop working at a certain time because I don't know. Do you do you have like a, a day job or do you just sort of freelance or what? Uh, both kind of. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, that's tough then. Cause like, uh, at least with just the day job, you can just be done at a certain time, but freelancing, it's like, God, you got to really set a schedule for yourself. Otherwise you end up at like 3am, like desperately trying to churn out words for some article about sonic forces. Yeah. Right. Trying to desperately just discipline yourself enough. Yeah. Trying to be your own boss. Yeah. <laughs> and I hate bosses, so I don't want to, I don't want to be a boss. I don't want to, I especially exactly. don't want to be my own boss. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where, where are you, call, or where, where are you right now? Anyway, I realize I don't really live, know like what your Yeah. I don't really talk is. about myself that much. Online. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in Georgia in like the, the Metro Atlanta. Area. Oh, cool. 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 I have a lot of friends. Um, well, I have more friends who used to live there, and a lot of them have moved out to Seattle for some reason. That is weird. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's like in many ways um, the polar opposite. If you're going to move somewhere else in the country, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The only more things kind of just, I guess, almost. I'm not going to say the climate exactly because of all the rain, but more temperate than you know anything else. Yeah. Speaking of geography, though, I was. Uh, I was just like uh, doing some some research uh, before today, and um, uh-huh. I found this piece that you wrote that I hadn't read before. That was just like on Medium about um, kind of about New York City, but then kind of just about like the geography of like the Mario World. <laughs> just, oh yeah, it's very very good. And this was, I guess, before um, the new Mario game came out. This was like back in January. Yeah, it was weird because when you when I saw the trailer for Mario for that first time, you know, you you see him in this place with all these just like regular human sized humans, you know, and it's like Mario is this weird kind of goblin man thing, and suddenly he's in this like Sonic situation almost, where he's just with all these weird humans and everything. It's just like, oh, <laughs> and you got to figure out because it's like all over the, the the city, there's all these signs, and it's like donkey kong country names and so it's the weirdest thing in the world yeah and i i liked (laughs) in the piece you talk about how like um you like go through these like possibilities like okay maybe this is like after the era of donkey kong and like it's you know we name streets after characters from that series in the same way that we name streets after presidents or historical figures but like that doesn't actually pan out because like Donkey Kong is still around. So it's some kind of like weird civilization who discovered the legend of Donkey Kong, like in this one Star Trek episode where ever where it's like the, <laughs> they just have like the mafia planet. Um, yeah. And uh and that's why, you know, it looks kind of like New York, but everyone is wearing like identical gray suits, and you have all these like this context for this Donkey Kong simulation, basically. Yeah, that, that that's what made sense to me, that it was just kind of all just a weird kind of a cargo cult kind of yeah. thing. And I did I did actually manage to call one thing from Mario Odyssey, because they're like, I, in there I wrote, you know, they would obviously have religious festivals and recreations of all these things that would have happened in the original Donkey Kong. And that turned out to actually be in the game. It's kind of a weird thing. There's this whole, there's this whole crazy level in New Donk City where Pauline... From the original Donkey Kong, who she's the mayor now in New mm-hmm. Donk City. And she's there with this band and she's singing, you know, I'll be your one up girl, like the main theme song of the game. And Mario in the level is he goes into the 2D pipe and he's in this recreation of Donkey Kong going around, jumping and everything. So that's that was a, a strange prediction that I got right somehow. <laughs> oh my god. Now, I liked my favorite part about that piece is just like it goes through all of this like this work to like talk about how these things like 
you know, interconnect and like how they're related. And then at the end, it's just like, you know, or like a real sharp guy would like talk about how the nature of play intersects with a cruft of like corporate storytelling or in the post Marvel movie world, <laughs> we all become these kind of wiki minded people who value the idea of crossovers and references over actual narrative. But the word donk is hilarious and I just can't stop saying it. And I hope the internet never stops making jokes. about it. <laughs> like, but that stuff is also true. Like, this is something I think about a lot. Like I just saw this Thor movie and I was like, Oh cool. It's like Thor and the Hulk are roommates basically. And, yeah. um, you know, in a lot of ways, I feel like, like movies and like media have sort of come to mirror fan fiction where like the actual narratives aren't that important anymore. It's just like these things from different things being put together. And like, that is exciting. Oh yeah. I agree. I, I kind of like how everything now, that, that it's it's a nightmare. Absolutely, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a fun thing. Like it's a nightmare because all these it, like I remember back in the eighties when Roger Rabbit came out and it seemed like impossible that all these weird Disney characters and Warner Brothers characters and Popeye and Betty Boop were all in the same room now. And it's like that was a that was a once in a lifetime thing. There's never going to be that kind of cooperation corporately again, you know. And now that's that's everything now. <laughs> Everything's this weird crossover trash fire i love it <laughs> yeah it's weird it's it's horrible on the one hand um because i feel like it does make us into like these these yeah wiki obsessed kind of like and in a strange way that kind of ties in with like uh this older trend of like tolkien and like star trek kind of fan stuff where it's like so obsessed about like tracking details and like uh world building stuff over like any kind of actual narrative um, but it also is kind of fun because it's just sort of like this like collapse of narrative, uh, yeah. in favor of just like this web of bizarre connections. And I guess like it gets really obnoxious when it's just like video game humor, which is just referential. Like I was playing a game the other day, um, that came out a few years ago called Darksiders 2, which is like really bad. And I don't recommend that anyone play it, but, um, <laughs> And at one point you get the portal gun from Portal. Um, and it's not it doesn't look like it, but it's like a skull that death wears because you're playing as death, the embodiment yeah. of, of the concept of death. And um you have to solve a lot of sliding block puzzles. But um you get the portal gun and you get an achievement, and the achievement is called Can I Has Cake, which is <laughs> the fucking worst thing I've ever heard. Because, like, not only is it a reference to that classic portal line that we all know and love, the cake is a lie, yeah. but it is also a reference to Lolcats, um, which is just, like, this game was made in, I think, 2013. But, like, so so wow. his, history is no excuse. People knew better at that time already. Um, and so when that, when that stuff happens, it's real bad. It's like that game uh, Guacamole, which is it's a good game. It's a fun little Metroidvania kind of fighting game. But it's just when you go to the main hub world, it's just full of terrible, like, webcomic from 2003 no. style references of just, you know, that that I can't has cat or whatever, grumpy cat or something or, you know. Just like, uh, yeah, a lot of cats, a lot of uh, talking Xbox is my favorite trope from that genre. <laughs> Oh yeah, and a live, an alive video game console. <laughs> yeah. Those were good. I, I still, every once and again, click on Mega Tokyo. Oh my god! Just, just to make sure it's still going. Just to make sure, you know, it's, it's good to see it. It's like, yeah, it's still there. <laughs> I discovered a while ago that VG Cats is still going. Wow, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> it's, it's a lot. They updated last week. I feel like this, this, all this crossover stuff is really coming to a head now, especially with all these fighting games now. Oh, yeah. That are just bringing out everything. The Ninja Turtles are in that DC Comics game. I know. That's yeah. that's really bizarre. Like, they have this big dramatic reveal trailer for that, like, Injustice game where it's like, oh, you got these two characters from DC I've never heard about fighting. And then the <laughs> fucking Ninja Turtles just show up and they're like, we're going to pants Batman. Like, <laughs> sick, I guess. It's so crazy. And you got the Final Fantasy, one of those cute boys from Final Fantasy and Tekken now. And What? Ugh. It's crazy. They just keep going. Someone uh, the other day was tweeting about this stuff. Um, I want to say it was, um, I think it was Patrick Miller. But um, mm. he was talking about how, like, 
oh, like Smash Brothers, oh, we got like uh, we got Zelda fighting Bayonetta, and then like just it just kept like getting like let me find the tweet. Okay, yeah, like Marvel Capcom, like oh, we got Arthur versus like Thanos. Or Killer Instinct is like, oh, we got the guy from Gears of War versus the fucking Battletoad. And then Injustice obviously has the Ninja Turtles. But, like, every game is just moving towards, like, the idea of Mugen. Like, did you ever play around with that? Yeah, yeah. Just and just any random character from any concept or anything just yeah, mashed all like, together in one place. <laughs> yeah, for people <laughs> who, like, don't know what it is, it was, like, this fighting game engine that was... It's at least 10 years old at this point. Probably more like 12 or 15 yeah. Um, but it was just like this thing where you, anyone could sort of uh, you would insert like sprites and like move sets, and so there were just like characters from just every fighting game. But then it just got weirder. So like Omega Tom Hanks was like a character <laughs> was like a very powerful character. Um, yeah. Like Windows ninety five, like a personification of Windows ninety five. Um, everything is all culture is just moving towards that. Right. I remember Salty Bet. I do. <laughs> that was going on for a while. It was just like you just be, you just could bet with like fictional currency, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> or buy it with real currency eventually, I think they did. <laughs> on like AI Mugen fights, like just computer versus computer fights. And they streamed it over Twitch and this thing is still going. But man, that's, that was crazy. That was wild for a minute. <laughs> yeah, it's just... Uh, and this is something that I have been a big fan of in your work for a long time like especially your videos um mm-hmm. it's just this like taking all of this like fucking like bullshit like this cultural detritus like internet like garbage and just like making something like making a weird sculpture out of it basically so like like the recurring themes that like i see in like a lot of your your stuff is like um like sonic and just how bizarre that is and that's that's like well-tried <laughs> ground but it's it's still true like it's really bizarre or like things like asmr like i think some of your um the video some of your videos i see shared most often are like the um the funky kong uh asmr yeah. videos it's so weird because I'm, I'm fascinated with that entire world of role plays like I, I okay so i feel like there's there's a situation where people who are my age who kind of grew up as teenagers in the late nineties and early zeros kind of grew up with that 4chan, something awful Mm -hmm. like weekend web kind of culture where you just kind of saw, here's a weird thing. Let's make fun of it. Here's a weird thing. Let's just keep, you know, Mm -hmm. obsessing over this thing to like a real super unhealthy degree eventually, you know? And I feel like at a certain point, I just kind of like, it's just more of a fascination to me. Like, you, you just kind of look at it and it's like, okay, this is, why are people doing this? How does this work? You know, because this is, I feel like everybody has something super weird in their life. Like, one thing that they're obsessed with. Like, when I, when I think about my relationship with the Sonic, that, that's a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I liked the games as a kid. And then they kept going and they kept getting worse and weirder. And it's like, I, at this point, I'm not really invested in whether the next Sonic game is good or bad, mm-hmm. but it's just endlessly fascinating to me. I'm just interested in what's going on in it. Like in in Sonic Forces now, you got Knuckles, this, you know, wacky character who's kind of a bad guy at first and then a good guy and all that stuff. But he's just like a little kid's cartoon character. And now he's like, you know, guys, we got to go into this internment camp. we got to <laughs> destroy this munitions factory. Eggman's war has gotten too hardcore. It's like, what, what is this? That's I'm bizarre. Like, I, I, I don't want to play that game right now. I, like, it's not really worth $40 to me at this moment no. in time. No. But I, I do want to get in there and play with that little character creator. Or you can make your own little <laughs> Sonic character. It does look very compelling. And I was thinking of, of buying it until I saw that, oh, it's a nightmare, like, horrible thing to, to actually touch and play. Mm. But um, I saw uh, Griffin McElroy was just tweeted before we started recording, like, oh, I really want to do a Monster Factory on Sonic Forces, but I really do not want to play through this entire game to, like, get all the, <laughs> like, the gamer hat and, like, the sunglasses to put on my little yeah. animal man. Yeah, that's a shame. But I don't mind that too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that, that. For me, that's like a that's like a, a five dollars Steam game in the year twenty twenty one. You know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, on that Steam sale in the Winter Festival of the, <laughs> the Donk Festival. Exactly. <laughs> it is. Ah, 
I don't know. I mean, I think this is like something that a lot of people are thinking about and reflecting on, like in their late twenties or early thirties, um, just all of this weird, like cultural stuff that was mostly created to sell toys or like to sell games or whatever. Um, and wasn't supposed to make any kind of sense, but then now is like being tied into these like big meta narratives. Um, yeah. And like, sometimes, uh, some people who reflect on this stuff just can't seem to get any deeper than like, Whoa, Teddy Ruxpin was really badass, huh? Uh, <laughs> and then you get books like ready player one. Um, but oh, to God. me, the, <laughs> to me, it's like much better when like, uh, it's not like a book about like, oh, currency is like knowing references. Um, it's much more interesting to like make videos or like other content that just like pulls the stuff apart of the seams and just like yeah. it makes some something really bizarre out of it. So there's there's this game on itch.io. It's called Ready Player Fuck. <laughs> and it's <laughs> just an entire... It's not. I'm, I'm not going to say like this. I'm not going to you know try to judge the, the author's intent, but it really just feels like a like a, just a teardown of Ernest Klein. It's so wild, and it's it's actually so. You go into the game, and <laughs> their version of the VR is just the most trashy like Tony <laughs> models. It it's just like Tony Hawk's and Sonic's and Hatsune Miku <laughs> and all this stuff, and it's just. And it's, they're in, like, Station Square from Sonic Adventure and the Castle Mario 64 and all this stuff's just kind of trashed together. But it feels like the real internet. Yeah. Not like Ready Player One's weird internet, right? I've... It's not like, it's not an internet <laughs> based on one 80s white dude kind of, you know. Uh, I'm looking at these pictures and it's just like a, a Deadpool saying, we'll be right back after these messages <laughs> next yeah. to, like, an Eva unit and, like... The frozen snowman whose username is Roy Batty and like <laughs> it's so good. I love that game. It looks very good. I think I need to play this. Oh man. I I, I love that this is in that in, in Ready Player Fuck is like instead of, you know, oh yeah, girl, you you're so great. You know about Rush or Back to the Future or whatever. It's more like, oh yeah, it's this emoji movie and minions. You're so awesome. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Just every this pop culture instead of being revered, it's just kind of all brought down to the same level of whatever, you know. I like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's this like this sea of crap that we all have to swim in and it's hard to escape and you might as well just, I don't know, thrash around in it, I guess. And Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of depressing. Um Yeah, God though. Ugh. Um so yeah, the the asthma stuff is really interesting too to me because it it has evolved. Like I, I feel like that culture started out as just like people just making videos of like, here's a sound. I'm making a sound right now. And then as it kind of became more established, it evolved into this like incredibly deep role-playing community. Like, have you dug into any of that at all? Yeah, yeah. It's is it's, there's so much to it. Like, like you said, initially it was like, oh yeah, here's a guy giving you a haircut in 3D. <laughs> or, you know, here's an old man talking about something while whittling. But now it's so deep. People are just, you know, like all these detailed costumes and green screen sets and all this stuff to it where you're like, oh yeah, I'm I'm a future dentist, you know? <laughs> Come along on this this mystery the Titanic. I hear, I don't know what, it's anything. Yeah. There's, there's a really good one. It's just, and it's, it's probably along the same lines of what I made with the Funky Kong ones, but there's one that's just like Bobby Hill. <laughs> just talking real slow, real quiet. It's just, I love it. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. I feel like the production values that go into some of these are like approaching. I don't know, if not, like, independent film, then at least, like, high-budget <laughs> pornography or something. There's there's this one where this girl is, like, the, the premise of it is that you're in a 90s GameStop. <laughs> <laughs> and this, this girl there is, like, showing, she's really whispering and showing you off all these systems. 
And here's here's the Super Nintendo and the Sega Genesis, and she's scratching it with her nails. Oh my and saying, god! Buy this, you know. She keeps she keeps going and showing newer systems. And she's like, she breaks out like a GameCube. And it's like here's <laughs> this is from the future. It's only from Japan. And it's like what? <laughs> I love. I just love the weird world of it. You know. Oh, it's very think, good. Uh, it's very good. I don't know. YouTube's like people mostly talk about. YouTube's like huge mainstream communities. Like, um, I don't know. Obviously, there's like makeup stuff. There's like gaming stuff. There's like just YouTube personnel, like vloggers or whatever, uh, yeah. who just become like, just like they're just like this endless like conveyor belt of identical like white teen boys who just like end up doing something <laughs> heinous to another YouTuber and are replaced by like someone named like yeah. Harold or like joe pink or something some other like it's vaguely Cody, scandinavian brunch yeah, <laughs> exactly but then there's like all of the weird stuff that like was never really meant for like a mass audience but was like yeah like you were saying before coming from those weird like comedy subcultures um in the last 10 years or so like youtube poops were like another big weird thing um that i feel like i don't hear as much about anymore so i don't know if they've died off but yeah, I, f- I feel like there's there's a lot of stuff that just kind of is just, you know, video shit posting, which which I've done my share of. <laughs> you know? There's uh there's that whole weird world of I guess they they, they hate to be called it, but sound clown. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. from SoundCloud who made all these just try to put as many shit ass memes yep. <laughs> in their songs as possible. And there's that one channel, this just Siva Gunner or whatever it is. And they just constantly just they, they, for a while there was just like every single hour for days on end they had new bizarre memes. These must have like a backlog of these things, mm-hmm. and it's just amazing what they just any kind of weird shit they put in there is great. Yeah, yeah, and those are I feel like um, I don't know, less so YouTube, but things like SoundCloud are um, spaces that you don't really. Like, I don't use as much as maybe I should. Like, I feel like I am a mark for, like, Spotify and stuff. Because I'm like, oh, it's just so easy. But it's, like, yeah. incredibly evil and, like, <laughs> filters out a lot of stuff um, that you wouldn't hear on something like a Bandcamp or a SoundCloud. It's especially this, like, weird shit that people are making that just, like, is just breaking the format or is just, like, a weird experiment to see, like, what would happen if you sped something up every time someone said, like, donk or whatever. Yeah, but you know, even even Spotify has its own weird little cultures, almost you could say. Really? Like, there's this whole trend of people on Spotify. Like, you would go on Spotify and say you want to listen to this theme song or this, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. And somebody's done a cover <gasps> of it. It's just a weird cover. Yes. Yes. So it's, it's instead of the real one, you know? Yeah. Like, the, uh, oh my god! Like, you can search Seinfeld theme, and it's just like a hundred slightly off meaty versions of the Seinfeld theme song. <laughs> Yeah, all all these weird people made their own like fan dubs of anime theme songs. There's this guy who his so since Spotify pays so incredibly small, you mm-hmm. know, fractions of fractions of a penny for per play. This one guy just went on Spotify. He just made like thousands, tens of thousands of songs, custom songs about like with SEO. <laughs> so like what people would be looking for. And he just made oh like he he'll make a song about just like one person's name or a, some songs are just like happy birthday songs to one person. <laughs> it's just like so so narrow casting that he's able to make enough money off of that, you know. But it's, it's not it's not like he's making real good pop songs. It's just like kind of just like thrown off stuff. That's incredible. That reminds me of a Nathan for you episode where um he just gets this psychic to like. Uh, just advertise to one person in particular. It's like a very good idea. I like that. <laughs> Sorry, I just saw one of your tweets. That was okay. uh, a Star Wars writers um, naming a character "I'm a Gundai," <laughs> and then oh, yeah. Phoenix Rider writers naming a character. Uh, Hako dis- <laughs> wait sorry wait it's, like, um, it's basically like a Klingon version of how could this name, name get any longer <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or more pompous than it already is 
Yeah. I respect that. Star Wars has the worst names for shit. Okay, 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 okay. In the world. But do you know what the worst Star Wars name that almost was is? Go ahead. Okay, do you know about the game The Force Unleashed? Yes. Now, in The Force Unleashed, you are a, a, Je- a mighty Jedi warrior, and this is for the benefit of people who don't know what it is, but mm-hmm. you're a, a man with the Force powers, and you're uh, trained by Darth Vader, and your name is Galen Merrick, but your code name is Starkiller, because it's like, <laughs> yeah. that was going to be Luke's original name, but then they were like, no, it should be Skywalker, but... uh. Now I need to find the exact um exact name because I this is I cannot fuck this up. Um <laughs> uh, so basically they asked George Lucas if he wanted to give this original character um a uh a name, like a Darth name. And um so George Lucas was gave them a couple of ideas and um one was uh one was <laughs> one was uh Darth Icky <laughs> and uh the other one was <laughs> uh Darth Insanius. <laughs> so good. And people were just waiting for him to say, Oh, I'm just kidding, guys. And uh he never did. He's like just yeah, Darth Icky or Darth Insanius. I am obsessed with. I, I'm. I, I turn into a twelve-year-old when I think about all these dumbass Star Wars names. Because there's like there's a robot whose name is Bollocks. B O L L U X. There's like it, like the, all the, the the people in the band instead of jazz they play something called jizz. God. It's like there, there's there, there, there's a there's one one of the the Jedi Masters is called Bates B A Y T S. So he's Master Bates. It's just oh. like. What, what is Star Wars? I don't even. It's so stupid. General Grievous, <laughs> Off, Officer Badman. Wow, this There's guy like, definitely. Yeah, one, this guy definitely jerks it up. Jerks off. I'm looking at him now. His name yeah. is Soon Bates. So he's <laughs> he's not only does it, he's going to do it soon. <laughs> Are in you addition, fucking in kidding to, I, me? In addition to like, I'm a gun die. There is one like Shag EI. <laughs> That looks like Shaggy from Scooby Doo, and that's the whole joke. <laughs> He's like a coward. They just do whatever they want. You it's so can't crazy. name a guy "I'm a gun die." You can't. <laughs> you can't do it. Oh my god. Oh man. Star Wars. That's what. That's what I like. Let's see. This is. This is why I'm wiki minded. Because while I don't really care that much about watching a new Star Wars movie, I like all the weird peripheral trash around it. <laughs> you know. It's, yeah, God. I mean, God, there is, this guy is just shaggy with a lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> and and Tartakovsky wanted him to sound like shaggy, too. So good. And I was just like, no, we, we that's too far. And he was voiced <laughs> by John DiMaggio. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Oh my god. He dies. He wait. Oh, guess who kills him? Who kills him? General Grief. <laughs> of course. <laughs> oh, it's good. It's good. If you're if you yeah, Wikipedia, I love always be looking up stuff on there. Like you can look up just Santa Claus. He's in there somewhere, you know. Oh yeah, I know he or is. Earth. Those are fun. Earth. Just whatever random corner of the my favorite extended universe. My favorite extended universe story is the one where um, it's a comic and it's where Han, mm-hmm. Han and Chewie like get sucked into a wormhole and they land on Earth and they don't realize it's Earth. <laughs> yeah, and um, basically like Han dies somehow and then like Chewie survives and then like Indiana Jones like is investigating like uh, Bigfoot or something and and finds Chewie and then also sees like Han's skeleton and gets like this weird chill down his spine because they're both Harrison Ford. Yeah, so good. <laughs> it is. It is. <sighs> no, one thing I like doing though, if you look on these these 
sites, the, you know, the, the Doctor Who wiki or Star Trek wiki or Star Wars wiki, is looking up a regular term like hat mm-hmm. or breasts. <laughs> because they always have to explain them in like super weird flat terms. You know, a hat was a thing that you put on your head. <laughs> and it, I like how it's was because that's always the tense that those wikis talk in. Yeah, exactly. I, I posted once that it sounded like a, like a computer from the end of the universe trying to understand <laughs> humanity, all these things. Have you ever been to the Don Bluth wiki? Oh, God. I, I've heard about it. I have not been there. You've heard tell. Uh, I feel like we have definitely spoken of it on this show in the past. Um, because someone on the, on, on the Don Bluth wiki uh, is just like has this way of speaking mm-hmm. um you know i need to f- i need to find uh some of these characters uh where's the toad mrs yeah charo plays mrs toad that's right um and uh so this is a line that is repeated with variations throughout this wiki uh under personality for mrs toad The wiki reads, Mrs. Toad is an unbearably beautiful but selfish, vain, busty, arrogant, and insanely sexy toad. Oh, my God. Uh, And also, she has an alignment under her character information, which is bad. Now, that's insane. (laughs) (laughs) But I I, I also want to mention that I also, when I was trying trying to figure out if Peg from Goof Troop was a dog or a cat. No one knows. So I, I looked up Peg on the Goof Troop Wiki, and I want to read you this. Please. It sounds very similar. Probably the same person wrote it. Peg is an unbearably beautiful, extremely attractive, and insanely sexy woman with shoulder-length medium dark hair and a tri-do, blue eyes, a black lo- nose, a medium-large cleavage, <laughs> oh, no. an apple bottom, child-bearing hips, <laughs> It just keeps on going. It's so terrible. Who is this person? I need to know. I need to know. This is, is, unless it's just like a copycat criminal, this is the same person. And I need to find out who it is. I need to do a deep (laughs) dive. Wait, is it? Wait. There's someone named Nate Dog 921, a.k.a. Nathan Nate Dog Alderson. Hmm. And he's done a lot of edits on this page. And I feel like maybe it's him. Somebody's out there horny for these. Wait, wait, wait. I'm going to cross-reference this with the, uh, with the Mrs. Toad article on the, yeah. on the Don Bluth wiki. <laughs> some detective work here. <laughs> going to do some. Nate Dog 921. He's the one. I, he did it. I, we found it. We tracked him down. I'm going to see if there's a Twitter username named NateDog921 so I can congratulate him on his excellent taste. Didn't Peg, like, disappear in between the TV show and the movie or something weird? I think so. I don't think, I don't think any of the women survived the transition <laughs> to movies. <laughs> That's a shame. That's upsetting. Um, man, NateDog, he sounds cool, man. It's like he's, he's, he's the guy who watched the Rescue Rangers and saw Gadget and said... To himself, like straightforwardly, this is insanely sexy, insane, extremely unbearably. Un, oh wait, oh no, people found it. Pe- people have already been talking about him oh, online. No. <laughs> oh yeah, that was actually someone, uh, Chris McFeely, um, who is like a Transformers guy, uh, quote tweeted your your tweet about Peg from Goof Troop and just said Nate Dog nine twenty one strikes again. Wow, <sighs> well, I feel like we've learned something today. That's crazy. Transformers wiki is really good. Oh, <laughs> it's so so. I fell deep into Transformers like uh, this past summer. Um, my friend uh, Jan Weedle uh, got me into reading one of the new comic book series, which is like actually really good, like really well written. Mm-hmm. And it's just like <laughs> it's like talk about your your like concepts that were originally created to sell toys and are now like about class conflict and and like. Yeah. And like gay relationships and stuff, like okay, um, but the wiki is very good because it's just all written in like this very charming style. Like, there's a character who I guess always speaks in rhyme, and like his article is all in rhyme. Yeah, 
it's so funny it's so well thought out it's just it's very charming it is like you don't usually see yeah yeah i don't know how that came about but because wiki is is normally wikis are not normally uh any of those things except for um oh god one of the top wikis of all time silent the silent hill 2 wiki um Hmm. where the guy was like it was written by like an intactivist um like someone who is like against circumcision, I guess. And uh, okay. the entire wiki is about how everything in Silent Hill 2 represents circumcision. <laughs> um, I'm surprised you haven't heard of this because it's, uh, it's, it's buck wild. Um, it was a couple of years That's ago, crazy. I guess, but it's like, <laughs> um, Oh my God. Okay. My, my, my favorite wiki <laughs> I can't believe this is the weirdest conversation, but I, I'm glad I can have it. My, my favorite wiki, <laughs> yes. There, there's this Fraser wiki. Um, which oh, it is it the fan and, wiki? Yeah, exactly. It starts out listing Fraser as a series, right? Explanations per episode. It's a regular, it's like episode guys, yeah, right? Yeah. Then it keeps making spinoffs yes. of Fraser, original spinoffs and, and crossovers and prequels, and it's just, it just keeps going. It's wild. It's amazing. It's just hundreds of hours of extended Frasier that I don't know who's asking for. It's, 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 it's that's, I want to work on a wiki. You yeah. know I mean? <laughs> that's, that's the kind of thing I would do. I would just make up an entire universe of shows that don't exist. <laughs> it's good. Uh, there's also like, um, there's like a Mario or like a Nintendo um, fan game wiki where basically people have just like, I I don't know where it is anymore, but uh, maybe it's just like fan fan game wiki or something. But people have just made up their own Mario Karts and stuff. But like, what's what's really strange to me about that one? Instead of just being like, oh, this is a Mario Kart where like um, uh, Goose Troop is in it because they were on a Nintendo game one time. Uh, instead yeah. of just going like really off the rails, people try to follow like some semblance of reality. So it's just very tame and like. Why are you spending your time on this? Like, oh, Mario Kart 9 is basically an update of Mario Kart 8. The following tracks are included. <laughs> there are three new characters. Like, but it's this exhaustive game design document. I'm like, was this an assignment for school? Or are you just doing this for fun? Creating these, like, very so tightly weird. scripted, like, things that could exist that aren't that exciting. Like, <laughs> who are you? There's, and in Sonic fan, and Sonic fan wikis are crazy, too, because it's like, you've got an entire world of people who they make up their own, like this seems to be wide open. Right. So you just make up your own character, put them on there. And then, but people say, Oh yeah, my character was in this story too. Oh yeah. This character knows my character. Yeah. We're, we were both dating shadow. This happened here. This <laughs> happened there. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. It's good. It's very, very good. Uh, well, do you want to move on to the only segment that we do on the show? Yeah, sure. Uh, this segment is called Get Wrecked. Get Wrecked. And it's a segment where we recommend things to our listeners. And those things can be wikis. They can be <laughs> uh, not wikis. They can be um, they can be any number of things. Uh, and I always leave it up to the guest as to whether or not you would like to go first or you would like me to go first. Yeah, I'll go first. Hell yeah. Give it to there, me. So <laughs> speaking of ASMR and weird kind of calming things on YouTube, there's this there's this show in Canada. I think I'm not sure if it had a couple different names, like Night Moves. Okay, I am from Canada, so names. it's from the eighties. Wait. And all it is <gasps> It's just cameras yes. walking through Toronto at night. And there's like, there's multiple things about it, man. It's so, it's so good. And it's just, it's so fun to just see people watching. Night and walk. And seeing all these 80s fashion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's, there, there's multi- it goes by multiple names. Yeah, Night Ride and Night Moves. Yeah. Oh my God. I love this show so much. I love, I love it. And you can just pull it up on YouTube and people are just, just see the 80s existing. It's very fun to hear all this weird, like, light jazz. <laughs> it's just so, it's so nice to watch. It's like, if you watch, like, you know, Bob Ross or something like that, it's just kind of a way to just chill out. And I like it a lot. <laughs> it's very good. So, like, apparently, 
the show was created just to make money because they used original music owned by the network and they somehow (laughs) got royalty payments from um, the Society of Composers, Authors, and Music Publishers of Canada. And and they just really used and and like there are only four episodes of this show. And so like they just kept making money because they weren't like doing production or anything. And uh, and then eventually that like organization caught on and we're just like, okay, no music that played after midnight. uh, We only pay 10 percent of our normal rate. (laughs) And apparently the show's largest audiences were insomniacs and imprisoned people. Makes sense. It does. But it's very, very I'm going to I feel like I watched this for the first time a couple of years ago and I'm going to again today because it's. So great. I don't know. I lived in Toronto uh, for many years and um, I don't know. It It is weird to have nostalgia for like the time around when you were like a kid in terms of like, mm-hmm. oh, what if I were an adult then? What would that have been like? But like, yeah, in many ways, it would have been terrible, um, <laughs> probably terrible in its own unique ways versus today, but like still probably terrible if we're talking about like the 80s, early 90s. Um, but nonetheless, I have this like weird fascination with it and like things like this are a way of accessing that for me. That's cool. (laughs) Yeah. Um, well, it's my turn to recommend something here on the podcast and I'm going to do that. And, um, Uh what I am saying right now is not, uh, a stall as I look around my room because I have my thing that I am recommending in my head already. And it's just a matter of saying it out loud to you and the audience, which I am going to do (laughs) in conclusion. Recommendations are a land of contrasts. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Okay. Um, now I got something. Mm-hmm. I am going to recommend the Castlevania TV show that Netflix put out recently. Mm. Um, have you seen this? I have not, no. So I've, I've heard good things about it, strangely. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. So Warren Ellis wrote it, which is weird. I did not know about that going in. Um, uh-huh. So it's only four episodes long, and they're only like 20 minutes. So it's like you can go through it in like a couple hours pretty easily it's perfect um it's based on castlevania 3 and um it's weird because like it doesn't even really pick up until the last episode um but i guess there's gonna yeah. be a second season but it's just you know it's about it's like a really it's really gory which i didn't expect and it's kind of weird like trevor's ripping people's eyes out with his whip which um <laughs> is like a little much but um yeah. it's like about castlevania 3 which is like Oh, the church has like disowned or like cast out these like this family of vampire hunters for being witches or whatever. And now Dracula's back and they're like trying to stop him on their own, but they're terrible. And, um, and it's basically about how like institutions cannot be trusted and, um, Mm. (laughs) and are just out for their own power. And you have to, like, take things in your own hands. And again, the show doesn't really pick up until the last episode because that's when Alucard shows up. And um, after you watch the series, what I would then recommend is going to a website that I like to call, because that is its name, Archive of Our Own. And Mm. what you're going to do there is you're going to search Trevor Belmont, uh, Alucard, Castlevania TV show. And uh, you're going to get some some pretty good fan fiction of those characters. Which um which I recommend and uh if the show knows what's good for it, we'll uh <laughs> we'll take some ideas from for the second season. That's good, it's perfect, you know, because I I feel like I'm in a place now where I can only watch shows that are twenty minutes long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Show that's forty minutes long, I feel like I have to take a break. And movies, forget about oh, it. Yeah. Why watch this movie when I could watch, you know, four T V shows? <laughs> Why watch a movie when I can watch like fifteen episodes of the angry video game nerd that i've seen before and just like further rot my brain into hell i'm so used to the 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 castlevania from the old captain in cartoon <laughs> <laughs> the weird 
weird Simon Belmont who's all like this blonde hunk. He's like, he's all tan a, and everything. He's a mimbo. He's a yeah, male mimbo. Then, yeah. It, like skateboarding Alucard is god's wild. <laughs> <laughs> I oh my god, I don't think I've actually seen this before and I'm looking at it now. And he is a lot. He, he's a rude teen. And Simon Belmont has like an enormous chin and like he looks like Johnny Bravo kind of. <laughs> yeah. He's like a tanned no sunglasses Johnny Bravo. And then we let me look up Alicard. Alicard, Captain N. Um, His skateboard turns into a bat holy and it can fly. Holy shit. Oh my god. <laughs> oh man. He looks like James Bond Jr. <laughs> do you know about that? I do, yeah. Was just that perfect 90s cool teen. James Bond Jr., um, was he James Bond's son? He was his nephew. Mm. James Bond's sister named him after his brother, her brother. Interesting. Um, and he goes to spy school. Yeah, that's a weird thing. I remember back there was always in the 80s, there was like Popeye and Son, and his son was like a cool surfer. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> he kept doing all this weird stuff like that. Okay, I'm looking at... I just searched James Bond Jr. and um, it, it brought up the action figures. And I remember I did actually have, I didn't have, I did not have the action figure of James Bond Jr. Hmm. But um, I did have the action figure of Gordo Leiter, who is the son of Felix Leiter. Oh, no. Uh, and Gordo Leiter uh, has a skull t shirt. Like a neon skull t-shirt. He's wearing yeah. uh, really bright pink shorts. And he's got some pink socks. And he's got a skateboard <clears throat> that a fucking spear pops out the end of. It's dangerous. Yeah. That's scary. <laughs> that, that's like Q is like, oh, we don't have any pens that uh, are smoke bombs today. But how about a skateboard with a spear that comes out of it for you, a teen? Impale people on it. Yeah, good. Hey, teens. Sweet Ollie. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Is Odd Job a. Is there an Odd Job Jr.? Nope. They're, they just redesigned all the villains, I think. And um, I'm going to need you to look up Odd Job James Bond Jr. real quick, just because <laughs> his design is the best I've ever seen. Whoa! <laughs> Holy shit! Those lines, he's like he's in the Fat Boys. This is so good. He's that wearing like a tracksuit. He's wearing a necklace that says OJ. He's got some like really dope sneakers. His hat is. He's got like what I can only describe as like like a. I don't even know how I would describe those glasses. Yeah, like ski goggles. He's almost. got ski goggles and. It looks like like, like Odd Job got to deal with Def Jam. It's crazy. <laughs> it's so much it's beautiful. Oh God, nineties <laughs> villains in cartoons were very good. Um, mm. Like especially your Captain Planet villains, and I feel like a lot of people still need to be educated on the fact yeah. that Captain Planet villains were just voiced by like incredibly big celebrities, <laughs> like. Uh, Tim Curry, Meg Ryan, Maurice LaMarche, Jeff Goldblum, Ed Asner. Like, they had some big names. Those... They all just agreed to that. Yeah. So they're, weird. Yeah. They all guess they were all like some Ted Turner's pals or something. I don't, I don't know. I guess. Jeff Goldblum's like, yeah, I'll be a weird rat man. <laughs> I've got my own helicopter. It's called the Scumicopter. They brought back Captain Planet and what, what's the blonde woman's name? I forgot the bad guy. Uh, they... Is that the Meg Ryan? Yeah, Dr. Blight. Yeah, they both came back recently on Cartoon Network on that show OKKO. OK <laughs> it's just real quick they just showed up. That was man, that was it's it's, it's weird now living now that that with politics the way they are, like people Captain Planet villains who just like exist. <laughs> yeah. Uh Thanks. wait, I forgot about Zarm because Zarm is voiced by several amazing okay first of all his looks are very good um he's got like a cape and hor oh, wow. horns on his shoulders and like these deep eye bags like representation um 
honestly. <laughs> but uh, he he was voiced by first by Sting, um, and then by David Warner, and then by Malcolm McDowell. That's exactly perfect, right? That's the natural um, course of life. Like, like what? This, this... What is Sting in the morning? David Warner in the afternoon? Malcolm <laughs> McDowell at night. <laughs> This guy looks like a combination of all of the other cartoon characters he played. <laughs> yes. He's just like a perfectly designed villain. He has just like every attribute combined into one. Oh man, the, the hair streaks, the eye bags, the eyebrows, the chin, the robot hands. <sighs> this you may not agree, but this is what peak performance looks like. <laughs> God. Like somebody the gargoyles would fight. <laughs> he does. He's like the the second form of um the the gargoyles villain. Yeah, David. Zan, David yeah, Xanatos. It's all according to plan. All he wanted was to. Oh, what did he? I was gonna say, wow, this guy looks a lot like Jonathan Frakes, and then I was like, oh wait, he was Jonathan Frakes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, all he wanted was to marry a gargoyle. Um, uh, I don't actually remember what he wanted, but I do think that he was in love with the gargoyle. With who among us? Uh, Demona, which, like, I mean, yeah, sure, yeah. Although there is a picture of him holding hands with Goliath, so that seems mm-hmm. to be from the cartoon and not an original design. <laughs> anyway, uh, I think that might do it for us on this okay. this episode um leaving on that on that note of just reflecting on david xanatos and um you know just uh, focusing our our thoughts and feelings um it's a nice xanatos asmr would be good one day yeah i'm i'm just so right now i'm just airlifting this castle over from scotland <laughs> on top of a skyscraper in new york for some reason i don't really know why <laughs> i Never really understood that. Um, I'm going to have to take another deep dive into the Gargoyles wiki, apparently. But we'll leave that for after the show. So thank you so much for coming yeah. on. This It was really great getting to talk with you. No problem. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you want to tell people where they can find you online? Sure. I'm just, you can look on Twitter at Topher Florence. I have most of whatever, whenever I, you know, take the time to actually bother to make something. <laughs> you can find it on there. Great. Uh, well, yeah. Thanks again. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Secrets is hosted by Merrick Kay and produced and edited by me, Nick Bravo. Woodland Secrets is a part of Stay Mean, the world's only podcast network. We're entirely listener-supported. If you enjoy the show, please consider becoming a patron of Stay Mean at woodlandsecrets.co support. For as little as three bucks a month, you'll get access to a monthly newsletter and frequent bonus episodes of our shows. If you'd like to have a message read on the show, head to woodlandsecrets.co slash messages. You can help people find out about the show. Please mention us on Twitter. We're at Woodland Podcast and at Stay Mean Co. Or rate and review us in iTunes. We really appreciate it. Thanks for listening.